Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women who want to live their best life wherever they may be. If you want to hear real stories about people living life their way, and you want to learn about having more peace of mind and confidence, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you'll enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women here in Sweden. So thank you so much for joining me again today. It's really cold here (laughs) where I'm recording from, which I'm kind of excited about because we have all of this amazing winter gear that we haven't used for a long time. So ask me in a few more months how excited I am about the cold. Maybe it'll be different. Yeah, it's, it's still quite new. So when we go outside and it's 10 degrees, it feels really cold. Or when it's three degrees, it feels really, really cold. Whereas that's probably going to become kind of normal and we'll be like, Oh, it's a it's ten degrees today. That's so hot, you know. We'll be sweating and stuff. Yeah, our bodies haven't caught up with the weather here yet, but we're getting there. And yeah, it's a it's been really sunny here, which is really nice because last year when we arrived, it was quite grey and rainy almost every day, and um, people were complaining. Yeah, the people that live here were complaining, oh, this is the worst winter we've had in years. This is the wettest, darkest, grayest winter we've had. Usually it's much colder and it's much more sunny. And we were like, oh no. (laughs) But we didn't care because we were just, you know, fresh off the airplane and everything was new and exciting. So this year, maybe it'll be a little bit drier and a bit more sunny and a bit more snow, hopefully, because last winter we had uh, like one snow day, maybe, and it was very minimal and disappeared quickly. So, so yeah, so that's uh, the topic I'm, I'm talking about today is our, you know, one year sweet anniversary. And so it's been by the time you're listening to this, it will be pretty much a year since we got here. And that year has really flown by, but also, yeah, it's been a a big year. Yeah. Lots of things have happened for everybody. Yeah. in that one year, and especially for us with changing countries and then being shipped back to Japan again for a couple of months and then coming back here again and all of that. So yeah, it's been a very big year and it just, yeah. Like when you think back, when you stop and think back of all the things that have happened and during the year, it really does make your, you just think, wow, like a lot can happen in one year. That's for sure. So, um, yeah. So let me just look at my notes here. I've got, a few things I wanted to talk about. But um, so today, the actual topic of today's podcast is not Jane's sweet anniversary. Um, that just happens to be what's happening at the moment. But the, the topic I would like to talk to you about today is what do you know to be true now that you didn't know a year ago? So I'll say that again, just in case. What do you know to be true now that you didn't know a year ago? So it's easy for me that um, we had this big transition or this big move that has made it very clear, um, you know, what has happened. But if you've potentially been living in the same house and living a similar kind of life, maybe it's a bit more tricky, but to notice, oh, a year ago I was doing this. 
Um, but yeah, let, today that's the topic that we're going to talk about because yeah, a lot has happened in a year. So last November, and here we go again, my thing starts up, my thing starts notif notifying me as soon as I start recording something. Okay, so last November when we arrived, it was already yeah dark and gray in Sweden, but we were so excited to be here. And because one of the th reasons was that, that my husband came ahead of us and he'd already been here for a month and a half and he'd been sending us photos of the city where he'd been staying and our new house. And it looked just so amazing, like so beautiful, you know, all the big old buildings and the river that runs through the middle of Gothenburg that um, has all these ferries and yachts and things on it. It's just really, really picturesque. Yeah, a really nice little compact city, but with loads of nature everywhere. And our apartment was, you know, really big compared to where we've been living in Japan, which was a house, but yeah, um, kind of a similar sort of um, square foot, if you will. So when I saw those photos, I was just so excited to come here because everything just looks so beautiful. And if you've lived in Japan, you'll know that not all of Japan is beautiful. There are a lot of places that are actually extremely ugly as well. So um, yeah, the I was just really excited to be here. And yeah, when when we arrived, we just really, really liked it just from the get-go. The kids were really excited to be here and happy for some reason, even though they've never been here before. But, you know, settling into a new country is a big thing. And, you know, if you're changing countries, you need, well, this is not our our country. So we needed visas, we need ID cards, bank accounts, cell phone numbers, um, yeah, all those things. And at one point I had to remember, and I've got a list of all of them here. I had to remember my new bank card pin number, my new phone number, my personal ID number, my postcode and the door code to our apartment. And my, my brain was just sort of exploding with all of these new numbers that I had to remember because it's been 10 years since I um, remembered a new phone number, you know, and you know, things like, you would go, we would go to the supermarket and we would spend just ages standing in the cheese aisle, just looking at all the, the cheese and going, wow, which one should we buy? And when you buy one, they're all quite big, like we're talking this big, um, as opposed to Japan where they're like this big for not much of a different price really. <laughs> so you're buying like 700 grams of cheese. It's a real investment, right? And you don't want to mess that up. So it took us ages to figure out which cheeses we liked. Um, but now we know um, all sorts of things. We had Christmas come along and there was all the Christmas food was here. And it was like, wow, what is this stuff? You know, like there's a special kind of Christmas cola that they have here. There are all these different um, baked goods, these little things made with saffron, uh, like buns and things with raisins in them or um, cinnamon rolls with saffron in them that they don't have at other times of the year, very seasonal kind of Christmas things. Um, suddenly there's like ham, giant legs of ham in the, um, in the supermarket that you can buy for Christmas. And we bought one of those and we thought, oh, we'll do this. This is very um, Swedish, isn't it? Maybe we'll, we'll have this ham for Christmas. And then we didn't realize was that it's really, really salty. Um, there's a reason for it, obviously. 
but coming from Japan where we don't use a lot of salt at all, we really struggle to eat this ham that we had for Christmas. So, you know, funny things like that happen, but, you know, we learned how to, you know, learn how, what all the names for these Christmas foods were. We learned uh, how to decorate our windows like the locals do with their beautiful, um, they have all these candle type looking um, light displays in, the, in all of their windows and everybody gets in and does it. And so it, when you walk around the city, all of the windows are lit up with these beautiful star shapes or sort of candelabra shaped lights. And it makes a gray, dull day very much better. Yeah, it makes it very, very um, sort of warms your heart. Yeah. And we went from being, you know, people who moved around by car completely to public transport only users. So we don't have a car here. The kids and I and my husband, we rely on public transport to get everywhere. And we've adjusted to that. It's amazing what in a year it's become so normal that when we have a chance to go in a car maybe one of my friends will take me it's really exciting <laughs> to get in a car and just be driven somewhere um yeah i've forgotten what that's like yeah and when we got here the kids used to fight like cats and dogs on the bus like who would get to push the stop button on the bus or the tram and now they are just like really blase about it. Oh, you can go, you can do it. Or <laughs> it's much nicer. And we've become, we've gone from being um, a family that's lived in our own house with a garden and to being like apartment dwellers and the things that come with that, you know, learning to walk quietly and not dropping things on the floor or bouncing a wall when you feel like it. Um, you know, thinking about your neighbors more than we ever did back in Japan. Um, I think we were the loudest people on the street, that loudest family on the street, I'm sure of it. Also, we've learned to, how to dress for a Swedish winter, yeah? Um, how to dress for the darkness and the, the cold, yeah? The darkness is also a thing you have to think about when you're um, putting, you know, because like a lot of outdoor wear is black, but that's extremely dangerous when it's dark at 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And so you have to decorate yourself with these reflector bands or get like a vest or something so that people can see you when you're walking down the street. Um, and the kids as well, like they all have them on their backpacks and on their jackets and things. So, yeah, something that we also had to get used to. And my kids go to an international school here, which is really, really nice school. And they have so many friends from different countries in their class. Um, like my son is six and he comes home every day saying, oh, I learned this word in this language today. Or... Um, yeah, now I can count from one to 10 in Spanish. I want to learn Italian next, one to 10. Yeah, it's just really amazing how um, they are yeah, so interested in, in languages that their friends speak. So um, those are just some of the things that we've learned in one year that are relative to our lives in Sweden, you know, like changing a country. So um, that's very obvious things, yeah, that when you stop and take a look, it's like, wow, we have progressed a lot here. We've got used to a lot of things and I don't use my Google translate app so much anymore. When I got here every day, I was like, Oh, what does this say? What does that say? Now I know, I know a lot of words and I can sort of look at a menu in a restaurant and go, Oh, okay. I think that's got chicken and this has got or whatever in it. So whereas before I would just look and it would just be, I just had no idea. So yeah, really making progress here um, in that one year. 
So another, so in, perhaps in your case, you didn't move to a new country, you stayed where you were, but you potentially know a lot of things now that you did not know, or no, sorry, it's not that you know a lot of things, it's that now different things are true that were not true a year ago. And COVID has shown us, yeah, that other ways of life are entirely possible, that we would have said was impossible a year ago. So we may not like that we have to be at home more. Um, maybe, maybe you love working from home. I know some of my clients um, have really loved working from home. Some of them have not. Yeah. And that depends on, on each person's individual situation. So, but all of them have said that, what has happened over the last year would have been what they would have thought was impossible. It would have been absolutely impossible for them to work from home for six months. Um, that was something they had only dreamed of. Yeah. Some of them who wanted to do that or have wanted to be more flexible in their location, but to continue to work for the same company, but not have to work for that company in a particular city. They could live somewhere else and, and work, continue to work for their company that has become possible. That is now true, whereas before it seemed impossible. Um, you know, in a year ago, it was completely normal just to fly across the world wherever you wanted, whenever you wanted, for very reasonable, re uh, sorry, reasonable price. Yeah, but now not not at all. And I especially noticed this because my home country is New Zealand, and the border is closed to everyone unless you have permission to enter and you have a space in their quarantine facility booked for you, um, which is two weeks and it's not free either. So it's a, it's a big expense. So for me going back to New Zealand now um, is something that I just can't do at the moment. And I've never, well, I could, if I really had to, I could, it's not that I can't, but it's not as easy as it was. It's definitely much more tricky to get back to my own country now. And yeah, so a lot of us will be wondering when we'll see family members again. And just a year ago, that was, you know, you would never have dreamed that that would be something that could happen. So I know a lot of people are considering, you know, is this really how I want to live my life now? Is, and how long is this going to go on for? So um, it sort of feels a little bit like maybe, and I'm just imagining what it was like um, in the 1800s. So <laughs> um, in the 18, in the late 1800s, my great, great, great grandmother and grandfather, I think it was great, great, yeah, too great, um, immigrated separately from Austria and Norway, we think, uh, to New Zealand. And I imagine they never saw their families again. I, they never went back to their home countries. Maybe they might have got a letter or two. It would have been pretty hard to send post to someone in New Zealand in the late 1800s. Not impossible but pretty tricky. Um, so I'm pretty sure they never sailed the three months it, take, it used to take to get from Europe to New Zealand in the 1800s. Yeah? I'm sure they never went back for a holiday or to you know, show their kids to their um, parents or whatever. Yeah? So it, it's, just, it's not like that at all, but it's a tiny bit like that, isn't it? It's, it's, it gives me a little bit of a, a, 
an understanding of what it may have been like for my great great grandmother living with her children in New Zealand in the late 1800s, kind of. <laughs> you cannot compare it, obviously, because she wouldn't have had electricity or running water or, you know, even maybe a nearby shop to buy food. Yeah, it must have been a very, very, very difficult lifestyle, but something that was better than what they were, than their life here in, in Europe, potentially, at that time. So yeah, it just gives you gives me a little a little bit of an insight to what that's like to not be able to just jump on a plane and shoot across the world and see my family wherever they are. And even, you know, like now we have, you know, Skype and all of those things, Facebook Messenger and that we can talk to people whenever we want. Even the me of 2002, so what's that 18 years ago would be just flabbergasted that I could call my my family anytime and talk to them and see their face talk as long as I wanted from the comfort of my my chair my bed wherever I am you know whereas I used to stand outside in the cold or in the heat at a phone box and pay so much money just for you know 10 minutes to talk to them um, you know every two weeks or so I think I used to to do that it was crazy so I'd love you to take this chance to pause this episode here, go and get your journal or piece of paper and put on a timer and spend five minutes just writing down the answer to the question, what do I know to be true now that I didn't know a year ago? And when you're done, come back and we'll continue uh, this recording. Okay, so pause now. So have you, have you done it? Have you really done it? So if not, definitely go and do this. I think you'll really, you know, be surprised some of the things that pop out and some amazing things you'll notice. And if you're driving, like some of my listeners are, I know that you like to drive and listen at the same time, but please don't stop <laughs> where you're driving, you know, just make a mental note to do this when you can, um, when you are not driving anymore. So now that you've written down those things um, that you know to be true, that you didn't know a year ago, if you of 2019 could read all of that, you know, the you of a year ago could read all of that, it would like honestly read like some kind of crazy sci-fi out there, Hollywood blockbuster or fiction, you know, sort of story, wouldn't it? We would really struggle to believe that that would, could happen and that the, those things would be possible. So the point of this exercise is not to show you just how crazy and wild and weird this, this year is at all. It, the point of it is to show you that anything is possible, yeah. And at any time, anything is possible. So even though this is your existence and life today tomorrow it could be completely different like just like that something happens a decision is made or or whatever you you cannot predict these things so but when you understand or know or notice that anything is possible then well what could how could we influence that in the way that we want it so you may be thinking oh it's not possible for me to insert your secret dream here, or it's not possible to, for us to go and live there or whatever it is. 
so I'm not saying that of you're wrong, but if we change our thinking to, well, I just can't see how it's possible, but it's not up to me to know the how. Yeah. The how will somehow work itself out. But if we focus on what it is that, you know, we would like to happen, it's more likely to happen. Yeah. So, and when you think of anything as possible in a, in a positive way, it feels sort of exciting. Yeah. And there's a sense of anticip anticipation and that's a good vibration or whatever, or emotion to hold, you know, when you, when you notice yourself feeling worried or getting anxious about things, if you change that story to, well, anything is possible and let, I wonder what will happen next. And that's exciting and, and uh, interesting. Then that's a, a much better um, feeling to hold in your body than the, than the anxiousness and the worry. Yeah. So just, yeah, t notice that feeling. Yeah. What does that feel like? Because you can choose to recreate that feeling anytime you need it. And so if you're like, well, I don't know what that feels like. Well, just sort of remember what was it like when you were five and Christmas was coming and it was just, you know, around the corner. How did that feel? Oh, that felt okay. Yeah. It felt like that. Okay. You can, you can create that yourself anytime you want to. Yeah. So remember your thoughts control your emotions, which controls your actions and what your body does. So when you think anything is possible, then your emotions change to being slightly more positive and you will act. Your body has to follow and uh, follow your thoughts. Yeah. Your body does not act in the opposite way to what you're thinking. Okay. So this is how we can create a positive, a positive spiral rather than the negative spiral. Yeah. So let's do an example. Yeah. Um, everything is always going wrong. Then I feel, so I think that thought everything's always going wrong or 2020 is just a crap year. And that is, that's an easy thought to have. And it's a thought that we are bombarded with, you know, through the media, you know, all the time we're seeing this 2020 is, is a rubbish year and, oh God, what have you done now, 2020? Um, you know, we're always bombarded by those messages, even on social media, go and read your newspaper, whatever, you know? So if we see, if we think that ourselves, our emotion goes to worry or feeling a bit down, feeling a bit yuck, so your body follows by wanting to go and sit on the sofa and, you know, uh, check out with Netflix or get into bed or, you know, you might go to the fridge and open it and just start randomly eating something, whatever. Yeah. Whereas if we go, okay, the thought is anything is possible and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next. And then the, your emotion is a more positive one anticipation um, and excitement, then your body will follow with doing something positive. Okay. So that might sound a bit wishy-washy, but <laughs> um, just think about it. You know, like you can, your body cannot act without the thought. All right. So let's, let's take it even more simple. Like, um, okay, I, I really want some chocolate. Yeah, you have that thought, I really want some chocolate. So your body will follow with, oh, well, let's go and find the chocolate. Where is it in the house? Oh, it's in the cupboard. Oh, look, I'm eating chocolate because 
I really want some chocolate was the thought. Yeah. So that's a simple version of it. Yeah. So your body will always follow your emotions and your thoughts and your thoughts are always the, the thing that controls what else happens in your, in your body and your emotions and how you act. So be there. Really, really, really take care of those thoughts that you're having at the moment. Okay. So I would love to hear some of the things you noticed when you were journaling. Um, what are some of the, the things that are true now that you couldn't have imagined a year ago? And everyone's will be different. Some of them will be the same, I'm sure. But um, yeah, you'll have your own ones as well. I'd love to hear them. So tag me on Instagram. I'm at uh, Transformations with Jane, and that's with a Y on Instagram. Or you can just uh, search my name, Jane Nakata. I'm sure it will come up. And let me know what you've found or um, screenshot this if you're listening on um, your podcast player screenshot and put it up in your stories and tag me. I'd love to hear from you. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed that little um, trip down memory lane of how we have um, really grown since we've arrived uh, last year in Sweden. And it's also helpful to remind me just how far we have come because sometimes you just don't notice. Yeah. Cause it's so, so gradual. And speaking to someone this morning who's been here for two months and they were saying, oh, I don't, Swedish is so hard and I don't understand it. And I said, okay, well, you've been here two months. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it either. So give yourself a chance. You're, you'll be okay. And in a year's time, you'll be like, wow, even if you never go to a Swedish lesson, you will know a lot more Swedish than you do today. So just, just trust, you'll be okay. Anyway, so yeah, it's really really, really good to, to give yourself that chance to check in with yourself a year ago and see, yeah, what, what's true now. And it, yeah, it's really is true that anything is possible, right? Okay. I hope you have a good couple of weeks and I will see you in two weeks and take care. Bye-bye.